the sky is blue. You can't avoid paying your taxes. Sonic the Hedgehog has always been Sega's mascot. All of these things are certainties. Or are they? Hey everyone, JD here. Welcome back once again to the Gaming Off the Beaten Path podcast. And today, we are going back to the fourth generation, or the 16-bit generation, if you will, to discuss one of Sega's primary mascots, Alex Kidd. Wait, what? Doesn't everybody know that Sonic is Sega's mascot? Everyone knows everyone's favorite hedgehog with attitude is toe-tapping, spin-dashing self. Well, we all know Sonic is Sega's mascot, but that actually hasn't always been the case. So, I was a little too young to really remember the the true early days of, of the Genesis, of, you know, this Genesis does what Nintendo campaign. Um, it was still around in some form when I was growing up, but that was more the later days, more in the blast processing era of, of Sega's kind of, of Sega's advertising. You know, I forget sometimes that the Genesis actually competed against the NES, not the Super Nintendo, for the early part of its life cycle. As such, to a lot of people my age, Sonic is Sega's mascot and has always been. But as I mentioned before, before Sonic, there was a derpy little boy named Alex Kidd. Today we will be discussing Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle for the Sega Genesis, uh, released in 1989. It is the fourth of five games in the series, but it's actually the only one that ever came out on the Genesis. Uh, It was developed and published by Sega, and it's from a franchise that dates back to the early days of the Master System, Sega's third generation console. So, back in the day, back in the 90s, during the fourth generation, you had to fly your flag. You were either a Nintendo person with your Super Nintendo or a Sega person with your Genesis. Sony got added to the mix in the fifth generation, but there was still very much, you know, battle lines between the PlayStation people, the Nintendo 64 people, and the Saturn people. Um, It was like a legit controversy on the playground, not that most people cared what I ever did or said, but, you know, when video games were involved, you know, and, and then it was important that I had both a PlayStation and a Nintendo 64, people were like, can he do that? Is that legal? So from the fourth through fifth, sixth generation, in a, a little bit today, it still can be pretty bad at some points today. You know, there's always been that kind of console war going on. But in the third generation, it was hands down, slam dunk. Everybody owned a Nintendo, an NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, whatever you want to call it. I can. Th- Think of a grand total of zero. Yes, zero. Not a single person I knew owned a Sega Master System. I had never seen one. I had never heard of it until I think it was EGM did a really bad top 100 games of all time list in, you know, like the early, early aughts. And 
one of the games on there was from the master system or a couple games. And I was like, master system. What's, uh, what's that? I don't think I ever saw one until I was in my late teens, early twenties. And I started to get a little more serious into gaming. The master system was just not popular in the United States. It just wasn't, it wasn't popular in Japan really either. Um, however, it was quite huge in Europe and randomly very big in Brazil. Um, so I didn't realize it, it, it was that popular in those places. And I didn't realize how many games existed for this thing. Um, there's a lot, and I really do plan on checking some of them out. But that being said, today we're talking about the Genesis. We're talking about a game in a franchise that, you know, had three entries on the Master System. Again, was popular in Europe, in South America, mostly Brazil. So I'm sure in those regions, there was some level of familiarity with the Alex Kidd character when he dropped for the fourth time on the Genesis. But for most of us in the States... It was kind of like a who, uh, you know, and he really never caught on as Sega's mascot. A couple years later, we had Sonic, who was edgy and cool and had attitude and was the fastest thing in life. So Alex got pushed to the wayside. I think there was actually one more game released in the franchise. I forget if it was on the Master System, which was developed for for a long time. Um Maybe it was a Game Gear title. I don't really remember. Um, but he kind of got pushed to the side for Sonic. Uh, and remember, people, there's no internet here. So it's not like when the game came out, we could have looked it up and been like, oh, there's this is actually the fourth game in a series. If we didn't know, if you didn't subscribe to a magazine, you didn't know. Or if you were like one of like the two people that you know, in the states that own a master system. So it wasn't really a big deal when this game hit the Genesis. I do remember it from when I was a kid, but I didn't get around to playing it now and or until now, I should say. And I'm not going to say that Enchanted Castle was bad. It does some things well, but it's really weird. And I don't mean it's weird in, like, that quirky, fun way. It's weird in the, like, what the hell were they thinking when they programmed this kind of way? Um, and I kind of understand why it got this series got pushed aside for Sonic. Although I have been told the earlier games are actually better. So maybe I'm going to go check those back out back and check those out later. Um we're going to start with the positives about Enchanted Castle. Uh, I think it looks pretty good. Again, 1989, it's an early Genesis game for sure, but it's whimsical, it's colorful, it does a really good job of setting the mood and atmosphere. The animation's not great, but the game does a good job of hiding this, and it kind of directs your focus to the more appealing aspects of the graphics and away from like the more boring or poorly done aspects. Uh, the characters and enemies all have a like goofy, light-hearted style that fits really well for a kid-friendly platformer. Um, I don't know if anybody has seen the 
the anime or remembers the anime Monkey Magic. Uh, but Alex Kidd kind of looks like the main character from Monkey Magic. Um, it's more, even though he kind of looks like an anime character, it's still more reminiscent of like a Western animation style, like a Looney Tunes thing than you would see in, in most anime. The sound's okay. It's not anything to write home about, but it's of decent quality. Probably in the upper half of early Genesis games in the auditory department. Again, they did a pretty good job of of hiding some of the Genesis limitations when it came to sound. Uh, usually games with like peppier, bouncier soundtracks don't really sound good on the Genesis. The Genesis kind of has that gritty, like metallic almost sound to it that's better for games involving like killer robots and not you know happy little whatever alex kid is bouncing around on on toy cars uh but it does work here it's solid in the auditory and visual departments the biggest problem is level design uh the level design in alex kid in the enchanted castle vacillates between boring and just off the wall random uh, and that's a problem either way you look at it. Uh, when a game has you drawing comparisons, as I did, to both outright stinkers like Bible Adventures, but also like unfair, like difficulty, just like death trap packed games like Super Mario Brothers, The Lost Levels, you know there's a problem. Like half the stages are just simple walks forward through some enemies that provide pretty much minimal threat, uh, especially if you have items. Some of the levels allow you to enter buildings and you can gamble for these items, uh, which include a pogo stick that can make you jump higher, helicopter that allows you to fly, temporarily, of course. The only one I ever really found consistent use for, though, was the amulet, which allows Alex to shoot. Uh, with this, the game is easy. Without it, all you have is a crappy kick with minimal range, and the game does not have good hit detection. So, it's real hard. That's a problem in a game where you can only get hit once, and you have no continues. I think it's like three lives you get, and you lose all three, you get hit three times, that's it. Back to the beginning. Extra lives are pretty easy to come by. That's the good news. Uh, and as I said, you know... It almost doesn't matter when you get back to the beginning if you lose them all. And that's kind of where unfair challenge starts to, to rear its ugly head. Most of the enemies are pretty easy to dodge if you can see them, but you can always. And it's not like, a, you know, in a well, well-designed way, like, oh, got to be prepared for that on your toes. It's a poor level design like misuse of enemies kind of way almost every time i died it was because i got hit unexpectedly from something that just popped into view with literally no time to react and this was doubly a problem in vertical levels where i constantly jumped straight into enemies i just straight up couldn't see that's just for regular enemies as for the bosses Oh boy. All right. It's time to talk about the bosses. Uh, you might expect that the bosses in an action game with limited items and bad hit detection and one hit deaths would be a pain in the butt. And you'd be right. But not for the reason that you would think. 
See, the boss battles in Alice Kid in the Enchanted Castle are, are, are very different from the standard gameplay, which isn't super uncommon, I guess. But, like, unless you've played this game, there's absolutely no way you're going to be able to guess what these boss battles are like. Why, why don't you take a guess? Take a wild guess. What do you think? Maybe you're thinking that the game switches to a first-person view and you got to take these guys out gallery shooter style or, you know, like that first boss in Battletoads or the Shredder fight in, in Turtles in Time. No, that's not it. Maybe it'll bring you to a turn-based RPG-style battle. No, you're wrong again. <sighs> Bosses in Alex Kidd and the Enchanted Castle take place in the form of, and I'm just, I'm not making this up, I'm not joking. I'm not kidding. This is actually how they happen. The boss battles in this game take place in the form of games of rock, paper, scissors. Again, that's not a joke. It's not me trying to be funny. The boss battles, you fight the bosses by playing rock, paper, scissors with them. What? Like, Whose idea was that? How? Like, I, I just, I, I can't even imagine what they were thinking. It just, let's picture this. You're playing Final Fantasy VII, right? And you're, you're walking down the North Cave, that final dungeon, like that big epic uh, track that kind of sounds like Aerith's theme is playing in the background. You, you're fighting dragons. You beat Genova. And there he is. The man you've been chasing for the last 40 hours, Sephiroth, the white hair, the katana, you know, the, the sound start, the one winged angel starts. Boom, 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 dun, 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 dun. And he turns around and he and Cloud play rock, paper, scissors. This isn't quite that bad because we're not like looking at a, you know, an epic RPG here, but it's still stupid and ridiculous. And the worst part is if they beat you, you still lose a life. If you're not following, that means that the boss battles are a, are completely random and you're basically going to lose a life at random. There's no pattern. It's literally random. It's not like some of these guys. It's like, okay, I have to learn the pattern. Every, they do scissors, rock, paper, scissors, rock, paper. No, it's random. The only way you can have any insight into what your opponent's doing is to find a gem within the level and this will make uh, your opponent have a thought bubble about which of the three that they're using even with the gem some of the later battles are just brutal uh and again it's a game of rock paper scissor it's a boss fight there's definitely some fun to be had here. I mean, while the levels tend not to be that interesting, they do allow for some levels of exploration. There's a lot of secrets. They're well hidden. You know, they're as bad as the overall level design is. The secret design here is great. They're just secret enough to make you feel like a big personal win when you find one, but they're not so cryptic that it's just, you have no chance of ever doing it without a guide. Uh, there's a certain charm to it, despite how frustrating the overall gameplay is, um, that a lot of like truly terrible games just don't have. There's a lot here that's not necessarily good, but I wouldn't call bad either, and if it wasn't for the complete and total randomness and stupidity of the boss fights, there might be something to build on. Uh, 
it's really tough to kind of put your finger on on what makes this game just okay as opposed to straight up horrible but it's there you know while i understand why they moved to sonic as their mascot i also understand why alex kid got five games um you know but at the end of the day big part of the reason they did move on was that Sonic felt so fresh and original. And this just didn't this Alex kid felt like cut rate Mario, as opposed to, you know, Sega's own thing. I've, I mentioned before, I've actually been told the master system games are way better. And I think I might check those out again. I really want to start playing some master system games, get, you know, cause it's a blind spot for me. And, and that's what this is all about, filling in these blind spots for myself as, as well as, as people out there in Internet land. Um, it just Alex Kidd and the Enchanted Castle just it didn't offer as much as its contemporaries. And it certainly wasn't on par with the series that replaced it at the top of Sega's marquee, nor the one that it kind of tried to ape that was at the top of Nintendo's. It's not the worst game I've ever played. Not even close, but I'm not sure I'd ever go back and play it again. This is like a 5.5 out of 10, 5.5. Um, again, I've certainly played worse, but not really something. It's worth going out of your way to play. So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thanks again. Glad everybody's listening and uh, hope to, to see you back again. Until then, happy gaming.